0: Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is growing in grace. Howdy do, how are you? I'm the Cap, that's Joel, we, are hosting this thing we call the Growing in Grace podcast. And we've been doing it for over 14 years. If you've just found us, and there's a good chance that you have, Joel, I, I think there are many people who are, I know many are have been listening for a long time, of course, but I think we're we're gaining some momentum here through various ways, uh, social media, and otherwise. And and I, I think another thing too, Joel, is I'm finding out that there's a bit of an intersect with the Clash of the Covenants book that came out a couple of years ago surprisingly to me anyway that there's there's still kind of a little steady stream of sales going on that are about as good now as they were when the book first came out and I, it's one of those things it's it's a word of mouth thing with the book people read it and they're they're so taken by it in in many cases that they just got to pass it on to somebody so you got a lot of people finding out about the podcast through the book. And I know a lot of people have found out about the book through the podcast as well. And you've helped with that. I appreciate it. So uh, anyway, I I, just want you to know you are welcome here. This is your safe place in the land of podcasts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right on. You betcha. And what I like about what we do is that it's essentially organic. I mean, whether it's your book, Clash of the Covenants, whether it's the podcast, we don't advertise. At least we haven't Spend any money, I don't think we have, <laughs> I know we haven't uh, I don't know if you have on your book. I don't think you have only to get it out there to get it out there, yeah, the money to spend to to, to get it out there, yeah, just and, just to make the book, yeah, yeah, exactly, and so we don't we haven't advertised in in any way for better or worse, some people think maybe we should, and we probably could get even an even bigger audience, but it's not really so much about getting a bigger audience in that way as it is. The people who listen being built up and encouraged, but through word of mouth, through people like you, whoever's listening or who pick up the book, Clash of the Covenants. And it's available as an ebook, or it's available as a paperback book as well through Amazon. Just go to Amazon and search for Clash of the Covenants by Michael C. Kapler and uh it just it's just an organic thing and it's it's just really cool and you were saying you know how we've been doing this for over 14 years and some people are just finding us and and sometimes every once in a while we get a comment like where have you been all my life you know where have you been all my christian life uh because there's a lot of bad news that's preached out there and um we're sharing what we believe is the good news that's found in the scripture uh we look at the the bible in context we we try to find out what's true about us, uh, what God says about us in in reality, and we share it. So yeah, for the last several weeks, we've been talking about our our born identity, the identity that we factually actually have in Jesus Christ. And while good works are a great thing and we encourage good works, that's not our identity. Our identity is not based upon our works. (laughs) And, And something that in the world in general, there is this word that actually appears in the Bible many, many times, uh, the word saint, uh, that sometimes people in the world use it, and usually it's in reference to somebody who does good. Oh, that person is such a saint. And of course, in some ways, people are needed to uh, be voted in to become a saint long after they're dead. (laughs) <laughs> but, but that that's just, that's, but think it's about not that, how Joel, it works. Think
0: about that. Somebody passes on and then there's earthly people who vote them in somehow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and all the while, the apostle Paul was calling people saints who were alive. And he even called some people saints in the book of first Corinthians. For example, he was writing to saints and in 2 Corinthians as well. And in that very book, he was addressing the behavior, the bad behavior, the poor behavior of some of the people in Corinth, and yet he called them saints. And the reason for that is because being a saint really has nothing to do with how we behave or how we act or how we feel yeah I feel rather saintly today well no it's it's something that again is part of our identity, the identity that we have in Christ that God has freely given us. see the word saint essentially means a holy one, sacred, you know uh blameless, and okay, so my behavior isn't always blameless. my behavior isn't always what people would. Think of as holy, it's not always that way, so how can I possibly be called a saint? How can I possibly think of myself as a saint? How could Paul write to these people who were doing some pretty detestable things in Corinth? How could Paul call them saints? Well, again, because it has nothing to do with our identity or it has nothing to do with our behavior but everything to do with our identity,
0: yeah, born identity, right. But yeah, that that word in the Greek that is uh, often uh, shown up in our language as as saint, I I think that word shows up over 200 times in the New Testament. You know, about 60, 60 60-ish are translated as saint. And to your point, Joel, more like 150 or so show up as holy. So you can kind of see this Mm -hmm. connection, this correlation. Uh, Again, you go into most churches today who are, you know, it's just so much, even though we, we talk about salvation as a gift, it becomes so much about us and our effort and our doing and trying to maintain this thing. That's how it was for me anyway. I was trying to maintain this hanging on by a thread with God kind of thing. Yeah. I never really knew for sure just how thick that thread was. And and so what we've got here is people sometimes established in these churches, pick your denomination. It's not exclusive to any evangelical, Catholic, Lutheran, whatever it is, people will often get in this frame of mind where they just identify themselves as sinners. You get in front of people and ask for a show of hands. How many sinners are here today? You'll usually see a lot of hands go up. Why? Because we know that we've all sinned, right? But that's not how we're identified as a new creation in Christ Jesus. We're identified, as we've been talking about for a number of weeks, as righteous people, sanctified people. We've been cleansed. We've been forgiven. We now have peace with God. And as we're talking about this week, we are identified and addressed as saints. I mean, even Paul talking to the Corinthians, you know, he had to jump on them regarding some issues that they were having with certain types of behavior and so forth, but they were still addressed as saints because, again, this is not based on righteous works that we do. Our inheritance has been based upon receiving through what Jesus did on our behalf.
1: Right. And so to go along with that, you're talking about that word, the word sinner. Again, it's not something that defines us according to our identity that we have in Christ. Sure, our behavior is not always perfect. We don't always act in accordance with who we truly are. We are saints. We sometimes commit ungodly acts. We sometimes do ungodly things. That does not change our identity. The identity that we have is saints. We're holy ones. We're called out ones. We're blameless in front of God because of the finished work of Jesus Christ, because of his one sacrifice. In Ephesians, Paul talks about how God gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, and pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. The saints are everybody who is a part of the church whether it's a pastor or a teacher or whatever, we're called to equip each other, to equip who? The saints. Not those who are always perfect in their behavior. There's nobody that you're going to find who is perfect in their behavior. If being a saint meant that our behavior was more perfect than somebody else, then when it comes to the perfection that is required by God, the standard is perfection Who could be labeled as a saint? Who could be called a saint? Who could be named a saint in God's kingdom if it were up to our behavior? But again, it's an identity issue. We are all saints. We all get to share in the work of the ministry. We all get to share in this life that we have in Jesus Christ. We all get to share in it because we're all holy. We're all saints. Again, not because of our behavior not because of any moral excellence, not that moral excellence is bad, but it's not because of that. That's not our identity. We're saints because of the gift of God, because he's called us out by his grace, not because of what we do. It's
0: a great point. I mean, we've asked
1: this question
0: before, and you may have heard other grace ministers say something similar, but how many sins does it take to become a sinner? It takes zero because (laughs) being born in Adam you were already identified as, as a sinner, but now as a believer in Jesus Christ, now having been made alive and raised with him, this inheritance, again, that we have received brings us into this place of, of blamelessness, which is part of that definition of being a saint, being blameless. In fact, and I mentioned the Corinthians. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, when Paul was addressing them in the, in the first 10 chapters or so, he gets to this place in 1 Corinthians 1. He says, even as the testimony concerning Christ was confirmed in you so that you are not lacking in any gift, awaiting eagerly the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will also confirm you to the end, blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so this is where we're at in in him. It's, It's such a cool thing. I mean, this is truly being able to just humble ourselves and say, wow, you know, I mean, God, you... You you did it all for me. And, and now I can just get to know you and allow you to live through me because, you know, he is our life. And it's not even about us dedicating our life to him, giving our life to him. I've said that phrase many times over the years. Oh, yeah, I gave my life to God. Well, I really didn't. God wasn't interested in my life. He was interested in ending my life in Adam and giving me a new life. So it's not about me giving my life to him. It's about him giving his life to me. And now, we are no, even though we may still struggle with sin, as we were talking about, that's not how we're identified. And as we continue to grow and, and walk and just experience this unconditional love, getting to know more about him and the power of his resurrection, living in that, growing in our understanding of that in in his grace, then we can begin to see our lives change for the better here on earth. It doesn't mean everything's going to be a piece of cake, but we'll have, as we were talking last week, we'll have this, this peace and this assurance, and he'll be with us every step of the way through it all.
1: Ooh, cake. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <As> we, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you said piece of cake. Uh, real quickly here, wrapping up here with uh, 1 Corinthians, we were talking about how Paul addressed them. He began the letter to the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. With all who in every place call on the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Everyone, all of you who are listening to this, if you have called upon the name of the Lord, you are a saint, you are holy, you are sanctified, you are justified, you are pure, you are all of these good things that are part of our born identity in Jesus Christ. And next week you are an heir. You have received an inheritance. not something that you've received by your works, but it's through birth, and we'll talk about how, in Christ, we are heirs. Next week on Growing in Grace.
0: This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various Internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.